Howdy. Howdy. How are you? I'm good. What's going on? In the Olympics this year, the Russian team is called the Russian Olympic Committee. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist. This is episode 54. If you're listening to this with someone new, let me introduce myself. Hello, I am Alvin Shia. Nice to meet you. Yeah, this is our 17 Minutes Podcast. This one is just for you, so we're glad you're here with us. Now, all you got to do is lay back, kick off your shoes, and enjoy the next 17 minutes with my old friends, LaFool and A. The team is called the committee? Yeah, so the Russian team was banned from the Olympics. Because why? Because of doping. Oh. Not allegations, actual doping. Did you ever see Icarus? It's on Netflix. No. It's actually really intense. It's like mind-blowing. We have a little messenger here. I'll send you a little link in the messenger. Icarus is actually a documentary. Joe Rogan had this guy on the show just a little bit ago. And it all started with this journalist, this filmmaker who was a bicyclist in racing. He wanted to know more about all this doping, if it really makes a difference. And so he started to experiment on himself. He got this guy who could help him out a little bit, who was Russian. At the same time, there was German journalists that were writing a story about doping in the Olympics. The movie's great. You have to watch it. It all comes to a head when people see the documentary that the Germans are putting out. Then it just explodes. And they start doing some research and come to find out that the Russians have been doping since like the 60s. To the point that in the 2014 Olympics, pretty much every single Russian athlete was doping. Hmm. This went all the way to the very top. This went to Putin. This was a top-down operation. This was a state doping program. And it started to explain why Russians just dominate every single Olympics. Yeah. What ended up happening was the Russians were told, you're out, you're banned. And then they went and appealed it to a court of uh, arbitration for sports, Yeah, which of course was corrupt as heck. And so they says, well, Russia will be out, but you can have a Russian Olympic committee so your athletes can be in the program. And the worst part about it, every single athlete was doping, but yet they stopped. So their athletes were allowed to be in the Olympics this year under this Russian Olympic committee. This is the part I think was funny. Instead of playing like their national anthem, they play Tchaikovsky piano concerto number one i'm so confused i don't know what we're talking about anymore do you mean during the olympic ceremonies we'll come back to that what do you think about the fact that russia is basically still in the olympics this is all the russian athletes all the russian coaches they're still carrying the russian flags it still says russia it's just the russian olympic committee instead of just russian federation i don't see how this is actually a win yeah no not at all they haven't solved the problem of doping why bother watching them when there is not even truth in sports at this point? Because you could just have a great doping program and perform incredibly well for 40 years and then get caught and then find another way to come in. And you don't have to listen to the Russian anthem. You're just going to listen to Tchaikovsky's piano concerto. It's just fucking bullshit. Yeah, that's your punishment. You don't get to hear the Russian anthem. Oh, wow, boo. You taught us a good lesson on that one. Wow. And they're still dominating. 
I think they're like number three. I think China is number one. Was anybody bothered to explore the Chinese doping program? In the documentary, Icarus, supposedly that was the source of where a lot of this was all coming from. Or the Chinese manufacturers were making this at such a high quality level that there were no impurities in it and it couldn't be traced. Yeah. So in other words, China has the best doping program and they spread it to the rest of the world. This only came out because athletes came forward and they actually testified. I don't think we're going to ever be able to get to a situation where Chinese nationals can come forward and testify and Chinese officials will come forward and testify. Right. No, at least not in the near future. No. And a lot of people died. Taking the drugs? No. When the investigation broke in Russia, a lot of the people that were caught up in the investigation, like a couple had heart attacks, a couple were shot. You mean they were murdered? Uh, yeah, they were assassinated. All for the glory of the state? Is that worth it? When you're an evil empire, I don't think the individual matters. I think that the empire above all matters. Like people were pissed at them. Russians were mad at them for exposing this in the first place. Hmm. It's going to go back to Putin and it's going to go to the Kremlin. And they were like, this can't happen. So they cut all ties and left a trail of blood behind them. I wonder how much longer these Olympics are going to last. I think what it would take is another doping scandal to prove that the Chinese have been doing it for years. And I wonder how much is prevalent among our team, among the American team. Probably pretty prevalent. If you want to be the best and you're competing against the best who are also doping, what's your choice? In this documentary, he tried doing this major bike tournament one year without doping. And he came in like 24th. Mm. And then he tried doping and the second year, and even though he felt better, like his bike broke down, he had sorts of problems, he finished 27th. Had he been training all of his life to do that, or had he just spent like a year or two trying to become a world-class athlete? There's a whole difference there. Yeah, and that's what he realized. He's like, you know, even at my very best, there's a certain level that with all the doping in the world, I couldn't catch these guys. Lance Armstrong said he wasn't doping, and then it was finally proved that he was. He was extraordinary to watch during the Tour de France. But it was the drugs. Yay, drugs. <laughs> Don't do drugs, children. I lost my chance of thought on that one. Sorry. It's okay. I was, I was going to say something, but this is probably to save it. If everybody's doing the drugs equally, is it really cheating? I think it doesn't matter. My concern would be more so for the long-term health of the athletes. Like athletes shouldn't be sacrificial lambs for their country. No. Or for sport, for entertainment. Are you suggesting that we have a doping Olympics then? Like you just freely admit that you're using performance enhancing substances and you can compete against everyone else who freely admits it? Yeah, maybe. I mean, at least there would be some truth in it. And also there would be this understanding amongst the common folk that you're never going to be like that guy because you don't have access to those drugs. And then it's just encouraging people to self-medicate. Well, people are going to self-medicate anyway. But yeah, maybe that might be the solution is having a, the dope Olympics. Dope Olympics. You can dope your ass off, dude. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> if it happened, I don't really know what difference it would really make. Let me take the back. I think it would make a difference. An example is the scientist in the Icarus movie. He actually come to the U.S. in 89 or something like that to study at UCLA. Mm -hmm. And while he was there, 
he ran the LA Marathon. He was completely doped up <laughs> and he won it. <laughs> Just some Russian guy out of nowhere comes in. He's out of nowhere, comes, runs the thing because he's taken all the drugs. That's fantastic. And he won it. For me, that's just not fair to the other athletes because obviously whoever's running in the LA Marathon, not everybody there has the ability to get the good dope, right? So they're running a race against a phantom. Yeah. You know, what kind of person are you to want to win so badly that you can't do it honestly? You're Putin. Putin had his state-sponsored doping program for the entire country that was pretty much mandatory to be in. Yeah. With the Sochi Olympics, I get it. There's all this glory for Russia, you know, for the people. I think the average person like you and I look at the Olympics different than state officials do. Yeah. It's a symbol of the vitality of the country. It's a way to troop out your heroes without actually having to send them off to war. Unlike how the Olympics originally began, right? It was the warriors who competed in the Greek Olympics. Yeah. I think like the first marathon was actually run by a soldier that was running to tell Athens, hey, you know, our enemies on the shore. They're coming. They're coming. Of course, he dropped dead. You know, no one mentions that part. But that's kind of like the history of it. It's where it started from. Maybe that's why people have been trying to compare athletes to warriors recently. Because of the origins of where they think it came from. It's about this warrior mentality. But like he says, his turn is something completely different. It's now this commercialized platform for sponsorship and for money. And everybody gets paid but the athletes. <laughs> yeah. They get endorsements later on. A bunch of them are going to be on our Wheaties boxes here in the grocery stores soon. We'll go through all of that and they get paid for that. I don't know what it takes anymore to represent for your country. Like, can you do it with integrity? What does it take now to be able to do that? Hmm. That's a good question. Because that's basically what they're being asked to do. Go out and be a good American. I never thought of it that way. I just thought of it as... They're athletes. You know, they got into this sport because they love this sport. Yeah. That's what Simone talks about. She talks about how she got into it when she was a little girl. She saw the big girls doing these events, these stunts. She would go back into the small room and she would practice it. And then she'd come out in the front room and she'd do it. She must have been so cute. <laughs> she had a passion. And I guess it's the same thing that anybody faces when there's an opportunity that's so extraordinary to be the best in the world. If you're a competitor, you don't walk away from that. This is a little off the subject, but after the games in Russia, Putin's rating was at an all-time high, uh, 2014, and he immediately launched a war into the Ukraine. For someone like Putin... The Olympics is not an athletic contest. It is a propaganda mechanism by which he can engage his country behind him to then allow him to ultimately do the things that he thinks are best for himself or for the country. Yeah, exactly. His approval rating was at an all-time low when the Olympics started, and it shot to an all-time high, and he used that capital to take advantage. Yep. 
And I uh, wonder who's going to come out on top. Does it really matter? On top of what? On top of this year's Olympics. Right now, it's pretty much neck and neck between the U.S. and China. For Russia 2014, the Sochi Games, it was good for Putin. But I think if the U.S. came out on top, people aren't going to be like, yeah, I like Biden a lot more now. We won the Olympics. No, they never do that. That's the one precious thing about the United States when you compare it to other world empires like uh, Russia or China. We don't do that with our leaders. We're like, yay, cool. We did that. It has nothing to do with our president. The president gets to take a little shine from the glory, but we don't change our minds about a president based on whether or not our athletes outperformed other athletes. No. I think his wife was at the games. First lady was. So that was cute to see. She got a little wave. Hey, guys. Hey, ma'am. Oh, good for her. That's all the glory you're going to get. That's it. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah, send her. That's a much better thing. Yeah. (laughs) I haven't been following this at all, but I think some people were still kneeling for our national anthem when we won or on the podium. I don't know. I haven't been watching. So you're saying that the American kneeling in protest is continuing in the public experience in Tokyo. Yes. I think that's fantastic, as it should. I know like when they play it on the field sometimes before the event starts, some American athletes are taking a knee. They normally don't allow it, but they allowed it this time. Well, that's good. At least somewhere outside the United States, there's thinking people who are like, okay, you've got some freedom to express your opinion about the country for which you are competing. Yeah. The fact that you are allowed to compete is an astounding opportunity, and yet it's also a fantastic opportunity to remind people of the atrocities that the United States has committed against a variety of people for, I don't know, 400 years. Yeah. If you're U.S. track and field, you want to be an Olympian. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you're going to like forget when they play the national anthem. We've been talking about this for some time. We don't want you to use this song because it doesn't really represent us. Yeah. I mean, personally, I would love it if they'd use a different song rather than the Star Spangled Banner for a national anthem. But, you know, that's a whole different ball of wax. Talk later. Please like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash 17 minutes podcast. If you're enjoying this show, please share it with your friends and family. This podcast wouldn't be possible without the support of our sponsors. They're listed on our website and social media. Check them out. Have a blessed Sabbath. Shabbat Shalom.
Purple Noodle Marketing is a creative strategy and design agency that specializes in cannabis SEO and marijuana marketing. We help businesses launch cannabis products, build brand foundations, and sustain organic cannabis growth. With over 30 years of experience, you can trust that we know exactly what SEO strategies to use. So whether you're a CBD or hemp dispensary, medical cannabis dispensary, or a dealer in recreational marijuana, we'll provide you with the best digital strategy to help you rank higher on Google. Clients who've worked with us in the past can attest to this. They've not only increased traffic, but have seen growth of millions of dollars in their online businesses. Our agency is completely versed in cannabis products, business models, state regulations, and organic SEO. We also believe in decriminalization before legalization and work within communities to help promote fair business practices for cannabis business owners and connoisseurs. Limited marketing leads to limited results, so don't be limited. At Purple Noodle Marketing, we can find the perfect plan for you. We understand that every cannabis business is unique, and we have three tiered marketing plans that we can customize for your particular marketing needs. Want to grow? Call us today at 612-208-2812 to speak to our cannabis growth specialist.